C.J. Stroud. He was the first quarterback on Ohio State's depth chart. He might be number one in your hearts as well. Is he the quarterback the Colts want with the number four pick in the upcoming NFL draft? What other Ohio State football players do the Indianapolis Colts have on their radar? We dive into this and a whole lot more during today's episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back. Episode of Locked On Bus Guys for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, April 7th in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com. Slash locked on today to get started. During today's episode, we welcome to the show for the first time Mr. Zach Hicks. Zach is the co-host of Locked On Colts. He also covers the Indianapolis Colts. He is the lead analyst for the Horseshoe Huddle. Zach and I go in depth about Stroud, the quarterback, why the Indianapolis Colts love him, why they might take him in the first round, and other Buckeyes that are on the Indianapolis Colts radar. We go from Dewan Jones, Zach Harrison, Tana McAllister, and even throw little Paris Johnson Jr. in there as well. The Buckeyes are littered with elite talent every year, and numerous Buckeye players are on the Indianapolis Colts radar. We'll discuss if the Colts might draft one or multiple Buckeyes in the upcoming NFL draft. And joining us now... Here on Locked on Buckeyes is one of the hosts you will hear on Locked on Colts every Monday through Friday. He is also the lead analyst for the Horseshoe Huddle covering the Indianapolis Colts. It is Zach Hicks. Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You know, I'm I'm excited to talk C.J. Stroud, talk some Buckeyes uh, in this draft, even though I, I think they might go after some Buckeyes in this class. I just don't know if it's going to be C.J. Stroud, even though we'd all be really happy if you were there at four. We'd love it. Let's definitely touch on that later in the show, but today's focus is all going to be on C.J. Stroud, the quarterback that he is. We all love him. He's not just number uh, one of the depth chart. He's number one in many Buckeye hearts as well. Uh, I love watching him play, Zach, and I'm also a Colts fan, so I'm going to get that out of the way really, really quickly. Uh, this is the first time you and I have done a show together, so um, if I seem a little more passionate than other people you have done shows with, it's because the Colts have really annoyed me over the past 10 years, so I'm hoping things change here soon. Uh, but, Zach, when it comes to C.J. Stroud, the quarterback, you can't do much watching of the film without seeing how talented he is. And, Zach, why the Colts want him so early is because they need a quarterback in. Zach, he really fits what you will want as a pro quarterback at the next level. Yeah, I think he's a guy where if, if you're looking at the three major heads, the major thinking heads here behind the Indianapolis Colts and their decision-making this offseason, you know, you got – uh, owner Jim Ursay, you got general manager Chris Ballard, and you got head coach Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen, he wants to get the ball down the field. He wants to attack vertically. CJ Stroud is the best touch thrower that I think I've ever watched at the college level. I mean, when he, when he puts arc on that ball, I mean, Jared Goff was close, but like I think CJ Stroud is just so comfortable putting touch on that ball and putting it where it needs to go down the field. That's perfect for a vertical passing offense, especially if you can get teams in that single high look. Uh, so I think he'd be great for Shane Steichen. You're looking at Chris Ballard. He loves the high upside guys. He loves the guys with the with the big arm, the big body, the athleticism, and then also the mindset behind it and the mentality and everything we've heard about C.J. Stroud. Great kid, really smart player. He's got that 
I think that like perfect memory I keep hearing a lot about as well, while also being, you know, a guy who probably is like a four or five type quarterback who has a good arm. Like he has all that upside there. And then if you're looking from the owner perspective, you know, this is a guy that's easy to sell tickets for. This is a guy who was super, super productive at one of the biggest schools in all of college football. And it was at a school that's kind of close by to India as well over there at Ohio State. So, you know, a lot of Colts fans are, are Ohio State fans like yourself is. And, and this is a guy that's easy to get fans behind. You know, it's not Anthony Richardson or Will Levis where it's a little bit tougher to kind of get people in the seats for that. So I think CJ Stroud is a quarterback where if the Colts were picking at number one and they could have anybody in this class, I think that's their guy. I, I really do. I think he just checks every single box for them. We'll see if he's there at four, but yeah, this is definitely the type of guy where, you know, this is why we saw like the Panthers move up to one, you know, we don't know if it's going to be CJ Stroud, but this is the type of guy that you go up and get because he just checks every single box for you. And I believe that as a coach or even the GM, you want a guy who's going to check every box for your organization, not every box for um, the scout that's scouting 10 quarterbacks. Really what you're looking for as a quarterback, as, as a, as a team, you want to find the guy that has that checks this box that maybe other guys don't check, but he hits that, or he checks the box that maybe half the guys hit, but some of the guys here just don't fit that at all. And so you're trying to find a guy that fits you as a team so your team can be the most successful, not just initially, but over the uh, foreseeable future. Stroud is that guy. Now, there's been a lot of criticism about him in his game and the things that he lacks, but those things might be – some of, these, some of those things might be able to be covered up by other players that are around him that the Colts might have on their roster. I heard one guy say he believes the Colts have the best or the best fit for Stroud as far as the top guys, top teams that are available, which is great to say because I do think the Colts and new coach Shane Steichen, they'll be able to say, well, if we, if we get our guy, Stroud can do that. Now, you mentioned saying that if he's available at four, why do you think he might not be there at four? Well, you got to think about in the course of this entire draft here, you know, the Carolina Panthers made that giant move up to number one. They're going up there for a quarterback. That's who they're getting. They're 100% getting a quarterback. And if you're looking at the top quarterbacks in this class, you know, Will Levis, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not against Will Levis, but he's not a guy that you trade up to one for you. That's not a guy you go all the way up to number one for probably the same with Anthony Richardson too. Like I get the upside. I get the athleticism and what he can be, but you need something a little bit more safe if you're going to go all the way up to one. So then you get it between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. And, and like you just said there, when you were talking about checking every box here, look, at the end of the day, these general managers and these head coaches, every single pick you make is part of your resume. It's part of your job security. So are you going to bet on a guy like CJ Stroud who checks off the size, checks off the, the stats, checks off the ability, checks off everything he does in the field, or a guy in Bryce Young who checks off almost every box as well but last season he's playing at like 170 pounds. Like I know he came in at the combine at like 190 something and then didn't do any workouts or anything whatsoever because he's actually 170 pounds is what he <laughs> actually is. So who are you betting on when you're going all the way up there? Like you might have all the conviction in the world that a guy like Bryce Young can overcome the small size, but you have a guy in CJ Stroud who mentally character wise, physically checks every single box for you. So even if he's not a 10 out of 10 in every single trait, maybe he's like an eight out of on like, say you put every single trait that makes a successful quarterback. Let's say he's an eight in every single one. And you get a guy like Anthony Richardson, who is a 10 in like some of them, but he's like a one in some other ones, you know, Stroud is that guy where even if you're getting like the 80% or the 90% in every single thing, that's safe. That's, that's what you look at as a GM. That's what you look at as a coach and say, good. Like from day one, 
I know what I'm getting with this kid and I can even make him a little bit better. I think that's the guy that you move up to go get in this type of class. You know, again, if there were a guy like an Andrew Luck where it's just every single intangible you could possibly look for in a quarterback prospect, then we're then Stroud's probably quarterback two or quarterback three. But in this type of class where you have a guy who's a little small, you have guys who have statistical issues and accuracy issues, CJ Stroud's that type of guy that you go up to number one for. I was hoping that the Colts were going to move up to number one to draft him or move up a little bit because um, there were rumblings that the Bears might do something. I'm like, ah, no, no, they did do something. And they moved back and the Panthers moved up. Um, as much as I was not a big Frank Reich guy, I, he may have been influential in that decision by the Panthers to move up to get that quarterback because I do think, me personally, I think Stroud fits what Reich might want, so at least size-wise, in a quarterback. And then you add in the arm strength, arm talent, him being the ball placement spe- specialist that he is. I think those are all things that Frank Reich's like, ooh, I can build on this guy. I can bring him in, and he can fit right in with us immediately. So here's my thing here. Do you think that – now, I'm going to get away from Stroud, but one quick question, though. Do you think that it's quarterback no matter what? So let's just say, like, the Panthers take Bryce Young number one. Do you think the Colts, if they stay put at four or move up, is quarterback no matter what? I say it's very, very, very likely the Colts are going quarterback high in this draft. I mean, if you look at everything they've done this offseason, you know, they've given free agent deals to outside free agents with longer terms than they've ever given out in the last couple of years with Chris Ballard. You know, typically they do one year deals for 30 something year old players because they're doing everything for that next season. Well, this offseason, it's been, you know, sign a pass rusher to a three year deal who's on the verge of breaking out, sign a kicker to a four year deal, just so we have that position locked down for years, Uh, sign this guy and that guy for a couple year deals like it's 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 building for a future. It's building for a couple seasons where, you know, you're not going to maybe you're not going to be competitive and win everything in 2024, but you're also building for 2025 and 2026. And that just screams rookie quarterback. Uh, You look at other things here. They weren't involved in the Jimmy Garoppolo market. They weren't involved in the Derek Carr market. They're not involved in the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I don't think they're going to be involved in Lamar Jackson stuff. Like they are kind of showing everyone that they are going rookie quarterback. And it's going to be one of these top four guys. Like if it is a move up to three to take an Anthony Richardson, if it's staying at four to take a Will Levis or the crazy thing happens and a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud falls to three, I think they're going to go up and get one of those guys. I just don't think they wanted to pay the price of, three first round picks plus second round picks picks plus Michael Pittman jr. To go all the way up to number one from number four, when they can easily go to three and get, you know, a high upside guy like Anthony Richardson or a high upside guy like Will Levis. So I do think they're still going quarterback, even though they didn't make the the gigantic move to go up to number one, but I I do think it's still going to be quarterback for them. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And I brought that up because I was curious because – as we're going to see, I do anticipate some teams to move a little bit. 
um, to first round movement, maybe even the Colts, which that might, it's, if they move up, it would be a different thought for me with how Chris Ballard may run to do things in the draft. But I was curious because Colts fans may be like, okay, the Colts, they're close, three hours away from Columbus. Um, the franchise is trying to build some things and cultivate a culture, a winning culture that they had uh, during the Manning years and a little bit of the Andrew Luck years as well. And so if they do see him move up, it's like, oh, okay, the Colts are moving up for this reason, and Stroud is that reason. And so it's kind of like, well, you may not be a Colts fan, but you could buy a Stroud jersey if the Colts end up moving up. So kind of get your money ready, kind of figure out where <laughs> things are. I know some people will not buy a jersey of a certain team in the NFL just based off who the team is. And uh, regardless of Buckeye or not, they're not getting that team's jersey. But you also mentioned that – no, before we get to this part here. So if, if the Colts do draft Stroud – and he has Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and all the other weapons there that the Colts have. Do you think C.J. Stroud would be a candidate for NFL Rookie of the Year um, in the upcoming season if he goes to the Colts? Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so if that were to happen, just because, like, for me to put it very simply, like, I'm not trying to take up your entire time and go 30 minutes here talking about Shane Steichen's style of offense, but when it comes to Shane Steichen and what he likes to do, he likes to kill you on the ground game, get you out of two high safeties, get your other safety in the box, and then pepper you with those vertical shots down the field. And they have the receivers for it. Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce are great jump ball receivers. Alec Pierce was phenomenal down the field last year. I think he had like three catches over 40 yards, and that was with a geriatric quarterback. So, you know, <laughs> they, they like to attack vertically, and they have the big body guys who can go up and get it. And then you have a running back in Jonathan Taylor a guy who can get teams out of those two high safety looks. So all you really need is that quarterback who can pepper down the field and get that, that vertical game going. And I, you know, I look at guys in this class, you know, Bryce Young is very capable of doing that. Anthony Richardson, his best thing he can do is throw the ball down the field, but CJ Stroud is easily the best in this class at the vertical game because of those touch throws, because the way he can layer it over defenders, the way that he's so smart that he knows when the safety is just slightly slower on that step out to the sideline. He could attack the other way with, with a nice touch pass down the sideline. Uh, we saw it a lot this past season with Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, just, just getting the ball down the field vertically when he sees that one-on-one -on -one matchup. I think he would have been perfect with Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce in that regard. And I think it would have led to a lot of really big explosive plays with the Colts. So, yeah, if he somehow ends up with the Colts, I really do think he's a candidate for Rookie of the Year because you have a smart coach, you have a good coach who wants to attack vertically, and you have the big body wide receivers who can go up and get it vertically. So give them that touch ball thrower like C.J. Stroud, and I think it would have been a really great match. Zach said there were other guys the Colts may go after, they like that are Buckeyes. And, of course, I could have filled the whole entire space or more space with C.J. Stroud, but when you say more Buckeyes, my <laughs> attention is right there on what you're going to say next. So I don't even know what round, what players, anything. You're going to kind of enlighten me on what you think the Colts might do or who they may go after. What other Buckeyes besides C.J. Stroud have the Colts' attention? Yeah, so I'll throw out a couple guys here. I know uh, Dewan Jones is a really mm -hmm. interesting one. I, I think he's one of the most fascinating profiles I have ever seen in a prospect because uh, actually for a draft guide I worked on, the indie, indie draft guide, I did all the offensive line write-ups. And Dewan Jones was one of the most fascinating write-ups because this is a guy who's ginormous. Like this is one of the biggest human beings you'll see on a football field. I think what six eight, like three seventy, like thirty seven inch arms. Like this is a humongous guy. But you watch him, and he's kind of like a dancing bear out there. You know, like he's not he's not this like this. I don't mean to say this in any like horrible way or mean way, but like he's not like a like a pure mauler. That's like 
really slow in the feet. Like he's a guy who's quick on his feet. Like you see that former basketball background that he has. Uh, and he's really quick for a guy his size. And then obviously that length, like if he touches you, it's over. Uh, so I think this is a guy where if you're looking at the Colts pick in, sec- in the second round at like 35, or maybe if they trade back a little bit or something like that, they could be in the market for a Dewan Jones and then move Braden Smith back in at right guard. And then you just have monsters across that offensive line. Uh, I have heard the Colts have talked to him quite a bit this offseason. I know they spent a lot of time with him at the Ohio State Pro Day. Uh, and and it's, it's from Indy. I think yeah. he's from Indianapolis. So. Yeah. There's a lot of ties there. I think he's going to be at their local pro day. I'm not too sure. Uh, we're going to get the list for that here soon. But Dewan Jones, man, I, I he is such a fun watch. I don't know if the Colts go that tackle direction, but maybe. I mean, ma- imagine him at guard. <laughs> That's a massive dude. Uh, but yeah, no, Dewan Jones is one I've heard a little bit. Uh, Zach Harrison is the type of guy where if you were to build a perfect Chris Fowler defensive end, just in terms of the length, the mm-hmm. size, mm-hmm. the explosion, the track mm-hmm. background as well. Like that is a Colts defensive end right there. That's your Dio Dangbo. That's your Quiddy pay type guy. Uh, you know, he never really put it all together in college, but the flashes were there. He looked really good. Uh, I, I think that's the type of guy that Chris Fowler goes crazy for. Uh, and then one more guy, you know, the Colts love special teams later in the draft. Uh, Tanner McAllister, the safety from, from you guys uh i think you transferred over from oklahoma state high level special teams player had some picks last season for y'all i think he's one of those versatile type guys that you get in that late round undrafted area and you get him out there to play some special teams and, and you know make us make an impact on a roster so those are the couple guys i've heard dewan jones is probably the most i've heard because the indie native and stuff like that but It'll be interesting. I'd love to get some more Buckeyes on the team, even though uh, I know Colts fans are a little iffy about Buckeyes. We seem to be a little cursed getting Buckeyes on our team here. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Don't want to go through the history. But, uh, yeah, no, it's true. I, went, I remember when I was a – maybe a freshman or sophomore in high school. And uh, Quinn – no, I was not that young. Um, <laughs> Quinn Pickcock. I was, I was older than freshman or sophomore, whatever. But Quinn Pickcock came from Ohio State. I was like, great. That didn't pan out very well. Yeah. And then it was like a string of guys. Um, even before that, here's what I meant to start off with. We got Mike Doss. So Mike Doss comes yep. over. It's like, okay, that was like, oh, and I just became an Ohio State fan at that time. Then it was like, oh, great. Not so great. And then it was other guys. And even of recent years, I mean, other guys that have come over. Uh, uh, it just, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is at all. It'd be nice if Dewan Jones were to come over and to change the narrative about how Colts players play in Indianapolis. He is from Indianapolis. Actually, his high school is not very far from Lucas Oil. So, mm-hmm. realistically, he can live, live where near he where he grew up <clears throat> in that general area and uh, play football there. I've heard positive things about him from people mm-hmm. that are evaluating right now and also negative things about him. And I haven't really shared those much here on the show. I'm not doing it now. I'm going to say that for a show in a, about a week or so from now when we do some more draft stuff. But it sometimes to me, he might scare me at the next level because I wonder how the size – he has great foot quickness for a guy his size. But I wonder if it's quick enough, if he can be right. a little bit more, if, more, more bendier to go up against the elite defensive ends and players and linebackers. He's going to have to go up against – at the next level, really good in college. Don't get me wrong; he was a really good Buckeye right tackle. But part of me wonders if the Colts, if they pick him at in the second round at number thirty-five, if that's a big reach into early for get a guy of of his caliber. But Zach, it's kind of like a wait and see, to be determined type of deal. But that's just my general thought: is if you get him in the second round, 
as good as he was in college, that might not be how good he will be even maybe three years down the road at the next level. Yeah, yeah. I think when you look at outliers, because no matter what you want to say, Dewan Jones, he's not one of those like short armed outliers or like undersized outliers. Right. You know, we're right. not talking Bryce Young. We're not talking Braden Smith playing uh, tackle where his arms are 31 inches. You know, we're talking a guy who's an outlier on the other end of the spectrum. He's Correct. way too big. Like the only kind of comparison we have is what Trent Brown with with the Patriots and Orlando Brown with with the Chiefs. And He's more athletic than those guys. Like yeah, he's yeah. quicker. Like he, he's got that basketball background. He looks like a basketball player out there. But when you're an outlier, the way to succeed in the NFL is to mitigate your own flaws that come with being an outlier. You know, so if you don't have that foot quickness, if you're not a guy who can, you know, mirror like Teron Armstead and just like run with guys run with your four eight speed or anything like that, you have to use the things that you do have. You know, he has phenomenal length. Like that length is the best I've seen at a tackle position. So you got to get your hands on guys early and you got to control the reps early. So he's got to work on his grip strength. He's got to work on his hand usage. He's got to work on just being able to win that hand fighting and move his feet while he's winning the hand fighting. So yeah, it's going to be an uphill climb for him. It's an, it's an uphill climb for every single outlier that's ever had success in the NFL. But when I look at this guy, I, th- I see a guy who's agile and quick for his size, a guy who's gotten better every single year in college. And then on top of that, like, like the outlier size, he has things that can mitigate that, like the length, like the size, like you're not going through this guy. So you can already win power all, like early with him. So I think there, there's a really good path for him in the NFL. I think he can be worth a second round pick for sure. I wouldn't mind someone having him lower, but I do think this is the type of guy who can succeed in the NFL for sure. Zach Harrison's one that I have been critical of, but also last year I will not shy away from heaping praise on him. It was his best year as a football player in college. You would say, yeah, you would like that to happen as a guy progresses and uh, has plans and aspirations to go to the National Football League. But before the season, I did not expect the play we got from him last year, even seeing him play a little bit at the tackle, a little outside as well. So I don't know if he'll be more inside, be the inside guy. I do think his length is something Chris Ballard loves and wants. And the explosion that he has, if you can work on that get off, those first two steps, the first uh, time the hands hit the pads of the offensive lineman. You work on those first initial things. I think Zach Harrison is it going to be is a good fit for the Indianapolis Colts, and it won't be a guy that's talking about Dewan Jones second round. I don't think Zach Harrison is a second round guy, which isn't a knock. Some guys don't go that high. What you do have is a guy you get him in, you get him uh, allow him to have a full full day of professional football. Um, uh, qual- not just qualities, but the uh, the elements, the things he can t- tap into there being a pro. I think Zach Harris is a good fit for the Colts in this year's yep. draft. Always bet on traits. Always bet on traits. Like, look, if you're spending a fourth round pick on a guy with Zach Harrison's profile, if he's out of the league in two years, you just say, oh, well, like, that's not my fault. I took I took a, a waiver on a guy who's what, 6'5", 270 with like arms that scrape against the floor and who can jump out of the gym and run a 4-4-4-5. Like always bet on traits. Zach Harrison is the profile I'm always betting on, even if I'm going to just eat crap on it and it's not going to work. Like that's the that's the profile I'm betting on no matter what. Like I'm always betting on those traits. Uh, and yeah, I, I think Zach Harrison has traits for days. Even if he's just a career special teamer, like he's going to be a darn good special teamer with what he can do already. So I think that's a win if you can get him on early day three. Same thing with uh, with uh, Tanner McAllister, talking about special teams guys. I talk about it all the time, and I've done this, did it more last year leading into the draft. 
<clears throat> some guys are just special teams guys at the next level. Like you need yep. those guys who are going to be solid special teams players, be on different units, and that are just solid, smart, can grasp what the coach is doing. Um, you may have to draw things up in the dirt on the turf, then all of a sudden say, hey, go out there and execute this and do it. I think Tana McAllister is that type of smart football mind that he can go to a team. I don't really see him being um, a consistent DB on the field wherever he goes in the first few years, which isn't a problem. Go make your money either in a late late round uh, draft pick or being an undrafted free agent. Make your money, um, get on a roster, be on the 53-man roster, and then all of a sudden go forward with it. I believe it's a great thing, and if you can get a guy like that who you know the brain is there, you know the football smarts are there, that's kind of what you want. And if it's a Buckeye, to me it's even better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I look for a lot when it comes to day three pick guys are athletic ability and experience on special teams. And you look at Tanner McAllister, this is a guy who's played over 600 career special team snaps. Uh, even last season, he was a starter for you guys. Like for yeah. the entire season, a starter comes into a new program, starts pretty much the whole year. I know uh, I, I was actually talking to him the other day and he was like, yeah, against Georgia, I started every single snap on defense. And then I also did all my special teams duties as well. Like I was on a core four guy on special teams and played, you know, hundred snaps the whole year on special teams and all that. Like that's the type of guy who finds success on day three or undrafted free agency, wherever he goes. That's the type of guy who succeeds in the NFL because you can be a career special teamer. Look at Matthew Slater with the Patriots. Yeah. Matthew Slater, is, he's going to be a ring of honor guy with the Patriots with what, three or four Super Bowls under his belt and, and being a special teams captain. Like you can put together a great career and that's what, so many players and so many people don't understand is when you get to day three of the NFL draft, it's about traits and special teams. Correct. If you don't Correct. have the, if you don't have traits, you better be a darn good special teamer. Or if you do have the traits, even you still better be a darn good special teamer. That's the only way you're getting drafted there on day three. That's why you see so many DBs, so many wide receivers, so many running backs taken on day three, because they need guys who can go out there and cover kicks, who can return kicks, who can block for them. Uh, and a guy like Tanner McAllister, I think that's the type of guy you want there on day three. You know, 4-4 four, four speed, uh, experience playing different positions on defense, you know, playing some nickel, playing some safety, playing some corner. And then a guy with over 600 career special team snaps. That just checks every single box for me uh, there on defense. So, yeah, that's that's the type of guy I would take round six or seven and feel really happy about. There's one guy that Zach did not mention. And as I think about what he said earlier in the show, it wouldn't even make sense to rehash something about the first round and say, well, what about Paris Johnson Jr.? Zach already told us that the Colts are probably going quarterback no matter what. If they stay at four or even move up, it's probably going to be a quarterback. And they, even if it's not Stroud, you got Will Levis. You have um, what's-his-face, Anthony Richardson, uh, quarterback as well. I'm going to play a scenario out for you. It's not Paris Johnson Jr. So let's just say Chris Ballard does what he might do and moves back. Let's say he moves back a little bit, drafts an offensive tackle. Not sure who it's going to be, drafts an offensive tackle first. Do you see a scenario that if he moves back, it could be Paris Johnson Jr. and drafts a quarterback in the second round, maybe a Hendon Hooker? Just throwing a scenario out there that's been thrown at me once or twice before. Uh, look, anything's possible when it comes to draft day. Who knows exactly what's going to happen? So, yeah, if the Colts do end up trading back, I would likely see them go after a corner or maybe okay. an offensive lineman. Offensive tackles definitely in play for sure. Uh, because Chris Ballard even said after the season, you know, he feels like he let the offensive line unit down. Hmm. He didn't put enough resources into it to make sure that that wasn't an issue, uh, which he was 100% correct about. It was a terrible unit <laughs> last season. Uh, but, yeah, no, Paris Johnson Jr., I think this is the type of guy where – 
day one, it might be a little rough. Like there are some things he needs to work out, plays a little high, can get driven back a little bit with his anchor. But when you're looking for the full package, when you're looking for a guy who has every single trait to be great, if you're looking for the Anthony Richardson of left tackles, Ferris <laughs> Johnson Jr. Is, is already kind of a higher level than Richardson ever got to in college. But he's kind of like that where this guy has top 10 tackle potential. This is a guy who can be that one day. He's got the length. He's got the size. He's a freak athlete. And the flashes on film, oh my gosh, when everything was clicking for him, you're seeing top five, top 10 pick right there. It's just, it never fully got there. There were just some moments every now and then where he's getting driven back or he's getting knocked over. It's like, ah, shoot. Like, you're almost there, kid. You're almost there. But no, I think he's a guy where if a team takes him top 10, I'm 100% for it. I think this is the talent that you take high. And yeah, if the Colts move back or in a perfect world, if they already had their quarterback. I'd be fine with Paris Johnson Jr. In the, in the first round here or in the top 10. Like, I think he's that kind of guy. Love, love, love everything Zach Hicks had to say today about Buckeyes who could be drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. Went from Stroud to Harrison to Juan Jones, Tanner McAllister. I had to throw Paris Johnson Jr. in there because <laughs> I like what he brings to the table as a football player. A lot of good stuff from Zach. And if you want to know more about what the Colts might do and if as we get closer to the draft, if the Colts are really leaning towards more Buckeyes or the ones where we discussed today, Zach, where can they follow you on Twitter and maybe read some of the stuff you're doing and where can they catch locked on Colts as well? Yeah. You guys can find me at Zach Hicks two on Twitter. I still haven't been able to get the ad Zach Hicks one or just at Zach Hicks. So at Zach Hicks two on Twitter and all social medias there, obviously you can follow locked on Colts at locked on Colts on Twitter. Also on our YouTube channel, locked on Colts. Uh, we're getting those subscribers up. So if you guys are some Ohio state fans that also like the Colts, Come on over to Locked On Colts. That's where you can find all of us. Also, my co-host, Jake Arthur, at Jake Arthur NFL. Uh, great mind as well, and, and we have a lot of fun over there. So, yeah, we're hoping to see some more Buckeyes there with the Colts, uh, even though recent history hasn't been amazing. But, hey, Taekwon Lewis is still with the Colts. He's still hey. here. We, hey. we love Taekwon. We, we love us some, some Taekwon over here. It's, it's a love. It's a it's a love thing. Whenever you got a Buckeye in Indianapolis, it's always a fun thing to watch. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Send all of emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We're done for the week. This is also the final weekend where there will not be Buckeye football because next week is a spring game. Got a lot of stuff to talk about next week leading up to the spring game, a little spring game preparation next Friday show and uh, more commits coming in. And we got Mylon Graham. We'll air Nolan commit tomorrow. So much good stuff going on. You want to subscribe to Locked on Buckeyes. Subscribe to Locked on Colts. They're both free and available on all platforms, free daily on YouTube as well. So if you want to watch our faces, go to YouTube. If you want to hear our voices, stay on the audio platforms that are available, Spotify, the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your fine podcast. Zach Kicks, I love having you on, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Of course.